0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. Welcome back to Sunday Setup, the weekly podcast show that prepares you for the readings you'll hear at Mass this Sunday. There's all different sorts of wordplay and double meaning in our readings this week. So, let's jump right in. Our first reading is a rather familiar story. It's the tale of Samuel and Eli. Although we don't specifically hear this in the excerpt of our passage, elsewhere in the story we hear that Eli, the elder priest, is beginning to go blind. And yet the irony is that this nearly blind priest is the one who can see and perceive when the Lord calls Samuel in the middle of the night. Samuel, the one who isn't going blind, doesn't quite see right away what's going on. Yet don't let this charming story completely fool you. There's a good section of this story that's removed from what you'll hear at Mass. On Sunday, we hear most of the lead-up to when Samuel says to the Lord, Here I am. What we don't hear in our passage is what the Lord God says to Samuel after Samuel says, Speak, for your servant is listening. Right after that, and what we don't hear this weekend, is when the Lord God tells Samuel that Eli has completely fallen out of favor because of his son's poor behavior. Because of this, Eli and his family will no longer serve as priests. But get this, upon waking up, Samuel has to tell this message to Eli. Imagine having to tell your boss that he's fired. After he does this, then the final verse of the passage is given. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him. I want to spend the most amount of time in this setup on the second reading. It's taken from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. If you'll remember from an earlier episode, the city of Corinth at the time of St. Paul was like Las Vegas on steroids. It was a place where people in the first century traveled for a weekend of loose morals, especially sexually speaking. When it came to morality, the Corinthians had this mindset. Since my body is merely physical and is going to be discarded when I die, I can really do anything I want with it, including sexual activity, and it will make no difference. And yet St. Paul refutes this by saying, as we hear, God raised the Lord by his body, and will also raise us in the same way. And later, he reminds them that their body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yet before this, at the very beginning of our passage, Paul also says this, The body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. It's helpful to know that the beginning of our second reading is actually lifted from the middle of a verse. Verse 13 begins with Paul saying this, Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will do away with both the one and the other. He's quoting what was probably a famous saying at his time, food for the stomach and the stomach for food. But Paul takes this maxim and turns it around to say what we hear in our reading, the body is for the Lord and the Lord is for the body. At the very end of the second reading, St. Paul says, For you have been purchased at a price. This phrase might seem redundant. I mean, After all, name me anything that is not purchased at a price, right? But this language specifically refers to the trading and selling of slaves. The purchase of a slave, or any other large purchase, for that matter, was only considered finalized when a large down payment, or the entire payment, was made. The analogy Paul is making is this. Not only has Jesus... Bought you for himself, but he's already paid the price. You have been purchased at a price. Add in the fact that most of the Christians in Corinth were slaves or former slaves, and the analogy takes on even more life. Our gospel this weekend is from St. John's gospel. Just as we saw in the first reading, there are a number of plays on words here. We see this first when the two disciples followed Jesus. These disciples followed Jesus both literally, as in they walked behind him but also figuratively, as in they became his disciples, his followers. Not long after this, Jesus turns to them and says, What are you looking for? But this word for looking for, zeteo, also can mean both what do you want and what are you searching for? Lastly, here's something quite intriguing. Jesus' first words in the Gospel of John are these, What are you looking for? But then check this out. This is also what he says, nearly word for word, at two Other major bookends of the story. First, when the mob arrives for him on Holy Thursday in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus says to them, Whom are you looking for? And then again, also in a garden, after the resurrection on Easter morning, Jesus says to Mary Magdalene, Whom are you looking for? So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this Sunday, the second Sunday in ordinary time in year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend.